Hello, everyone. Welcome to Yelling from the Couch. I'm Brent Humphreys, joined by my co-host, Gage Bertovich. We're now in the playoffs for the NFL Wild Card Weekend coming up. Gage, how you feeling? Dude, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm happy, excited, sad, and everything in between all at the same time. And all for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a you know a good time to be a fan of a team that's in the playoffs, and it's just a good time to be an NFL fan. One of the best times of the year, but also like you said, a little sadness because we're winding down. Just a few more weeks left in this season. Yeah, it's like you know we have what a month left, I think, of the season. And on top of that, college football is already done. They finished up uh, the championship game last week. It's like God. You know, come mid-February, we're not going to have anything. No, I mean, we. I guess we could watch the UFL now, the uh, XFL and the USFL merger, I guess, if you're into that stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think I will be into that. I watched the, the XFL last year when they played. DC Defenders fan, and I'm so happy they brought him back. So, I'll actually, <laughs> you know, I probably will be watching that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'll tune in a little bit there, and then I'll be like – Man, this this is all right, but I miss I miss the NFL. But you know, <laughs> it is what it same. is. It's not the same. The week seventeen, uh, I went nine and six in picks. Uh, you went seven and eight. Week eighteen, I went twelve and three. You went eleven and four. For a grand total for myself, one fifty seven and ninety five. You were one forty eight and one hundred four for the season. Man. Not bad. Not you know what. Compared to where I thought we would be, like at the beginning of the season, I didn't think, at least for myself, I didn't think I would be over 500. So 148 and 104, I'll take it. Yeah, my my goal was to be like one or two over 500, whatever what I added up to. I guess it would have been had to have been two over. But I was like, I just want to be over 500. That's it. <laughs> so with what I've got now, I'm like, wow, that's great. I like it. I mean, I'll take it. All day. Man, it seems like if we would have done, like, sports betting with our picks, we'd be in the green right now. Oh, yeah. We, we definitely would. <laughs> we would be up right now. Uh, so, our preseason Super Bowl picks, if we want to go back and look at them real quick. Oh, no. uh, Gaze, do, do you remember your Super Bowl pick from the beginning? Oh, I'm trying. I don't remember. You had the New York Jets. And the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl. I, I, so, I think you. I don't think that was me. I think that was somebody else. Um, <laughs> it's a different coach. Yeah, <laughs> a, a different show. I don't know where you pulled that information from. What the heck? And and then my Super Bowl prediction was the Cincinnati Bengals. Somebody's being a homer here. <laughs> And the Philadelphia Eagles. He okay. So, um, so out of the four teams we picked, one of them survived. <laughs> one, one of them's limping into the playoffs. That's it. <laughs> oh, oh man. So yeah, that's a little fun thing to look back on as the playoffs start here. <laughs> I kind of wish I was a homer myself in Willis Pittsburgh, because at least I would have had one team in. Exactly. They're still alive. <laughs> Probably not. Oh, man. So uh, this this past week, uh, past couple of days, what do you think about all these firings in the NFL? Some big coaches are moving on. Uh, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel. 
I, go to college, Nick Saban. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you, the most surprising one to me was Tennessee moving on from Mike Vrabel. I know they didn't yes. they didn't have that good of a season. I know that. But they ended on a strong note. The team after, you know, they really had nothing left to play for, they went out and beat Jacksonville. Vrabel has a good track record in Tennessee when he's had a good quarterback. You can't be stuck with Ryan Tannehill and Will Levis and back to Ryan Tannehill and expect good things to happen. Uh, that made absolutely no sense to me, along with the other ones. Like Bill Belichick being gone, we knew it was going to happen eventually. There were reports earlier in the season that he was gone. So that doesn't really surprise me. Um, kind of surprised they didn't like try and trade him. I thought maybe they would have done that, but you know, it, it's good to see that they you know mutually agreed to part ways. And Pete Carroll, I mean, I, I thought that would have happened a couple years ago, May, specifically like after the Russell Wilson trade. And you know, I really didn't think Carroll, you know, was fit to be a head coach, especially that um, that high in age. But, you know, then there's that video earlier this season of him playing quarterback uh, on the practice field. Maybe he'll stay with the team and do that. Who knows? Um, <laughs> and then, like you said, also Nick Saban uh, leaving Bama. I could not believe that. I was like, I saw him come over my phone, the Bleacher, Re- uh, Bleacher Report app and ESPN app. I'm like, what? Like, why? Like that, I could not believe. Yeah, it, and to have maybe the greatest college football coach of all time and one of the greatest NFL coaches of all time in the same day yeah. <laughs> announcing one retiring, one stepping away, or mutually or whatever they wanted to call it there, you know. <laughs> it, it's, you know, un, you know, you hardly ever see that. But, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see for sure uh, who all fills in these pieces? Uh, I think a lot of people thinking that Vrabel may be heading back to New England to take over the head job there. I thought, like you said, a shocking one was Vrabel getting fired. He'd done a decent job with very little. Uh, I mean, maybe he had too much success when he first started. And, you know, you have a couple of down years and, you know, what have you done for me lately? And that's kind of what the league is now. But uh, that one kind of shocked me as well. But we'll, we'll see where he ends up. And we'll see where all these pieces start going here. Uh, you know, Michigan just won the national championship. I'm pretty sure everybody's thinking that uh, Jim Harbaugh is heading back to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And we'll see where he ends up at if he goes anywhere. I had that conversation with a coworker uh, uh, a week and a half ago talking about Harbaugh and is he going to stay in Michigan? Is he going to go to a different school? Is he going to come to the NFL? And my thoughts on that are like, yeah, uh, one press conference here, not, I don't think it was after the national championship, but it was the one beforehand when he called JJ McCarthy, the best quarterback in Michigan history. Why would it, he want to stay in Michigan and try to like, be with McCarthy his last year if he's calling him the best quarterback in Michigan history you have a good track record with him why not stay next year so this way no other head coach or anybody coaching wise in general comes in and potentially ruins him we've seen that in the past with other quarterbacks where they have 
you know, really good year, and then the head coach leaves, someone else comes in, and the quarterback falls apart. So I, I've kind of said, like, my thought is, like, he'll stay at Michigan until next season, uh, Harbaugh, that is, and then go to an NFL team that, looking for a head coach, maybe has a top 10 pick, get in there, and then try and take McCarthy with him. That is what I think he would do. But it also wouldn't surprise me if Harbaugh took a job this year. Really wouldn't. Yeah, I think that eventually, whether it's this year, next year, or a couple years down the road, he's going to be NFL bound again. He's just – once he made it to that Super Bowl and lost to his brother, uh, he's been itching, I'm pretty sure, to get back there once again and and to win a Super Bowl to match his brother. But uh, who knows whether it will be this year, next year, whenever. But he's eventually going to make his way back to the NFL, but we'll see how it all plays out there. Uh, just uh, a, a wild, wild week and a half it's been. Oh, yeah. That's, and, you know, it was really quiet, like, on Monday. Like, not – usually it's like they call it Black Monday, but, like, there wasn't a whole lot of news on Monday. Mm-mm. Tuesday come around, there was a little bit. Wednesday is when we got the haymaker right there, and news came out. But uh, somebody, I believe, on this podcast last week, uh, I believe we both picked Michigan, I believe is what it was. No, maybe you just picked Michigan and I picked Washington because I was kind of pulling for Washington because I kind of like Michael Penix, but he really didn't have his best game that day. But, uh, yeah, you you correctly predicted that game there. And when you look at the stats, to be honest, J.J. McCarthy didn't really have that good of a game. But I guess when you have two running backs going for over 100 yards, you don't really need to. Yeah, Michigan just did whatever they wanted to on the ground against Washington and hurt a little bit, kind of, you know, hobbling around and stuff. But, uh, you know, he doesn't play defense. So, <laughs> you know, they still – anything Michigan was doing there on the ground game. But it was a good national championship. Uh, Michigan deserved it. And, you know, yeah, so – yeah, I was happy with the Michigan win. Um, I think we said this last week, like, they deserve it after everything uh, the program's been through. You know, the, the coaching suspension and fines, I'm sure, got handed out to the program as well. After all of that and to be able to go out and win the national championship, that's kind of like a, a kick in the face to college football a little bit. But it's a good kick in the face. Yeah. Yeah, the, the whole sign stealing thing was just kind of, you know, I think everybody does it, and they just kind of, you know, took Michigan, you know, kind of, you know, what am I trying to say here? They uh, taught them a little bit there when everybody else was doing things. But, uh, you know, that's like you said, it's kind of a, hey, uh, take that, NCAA. <laughs> oh, man, so uh, – We'll start this Saturday with the wild card playoff predictions. The first game we have, the Cleveland Browns travel to Houston to face the Houston Texans. Cleveland's a two-point favorite. Gage, who you like in this matchup? This one's going to pain me in the end because I don't want Cleveland to win, obviously. We don't want Joe Flacco to win a playoff game. But their defense is just so good. 
It kind of fell apart in the second half of the season. We know that. But still, when it comes down to it, I think they were still like a top five defense in the league. Meanwhile, Houston, they they, they need a lot of work on their defensive side of the ball. Um, Offensive-wise, though, Joe Flacco's been slinging it a little bit. He had off um, last week, it was, when, you know, Cleveland got mollywhopped by Cincinnati. Um, <laughs> Jeff Driscoll stepped in, didn't do anything, then did a little bit, and didn't do anything else. <laughs> but it, he had that – Flacco had that week off. Him and Amari Cooper getting that extra rest. Maybe Flacco's arm was starting to go a little bit, so that extra rest really helped him out. I'm thinking Flacco's going to be able to sling it again this week. I'm going to take Cleveland here to to get a playoff win. Um, the first time since they beat Pittsburgh a couple years ago. Um, <laughs> and take down the Houston Texans. So give me Cleveland. Give me the points, sadly. Oh, man. So uh, I think we both hate having to make this pick for sure. Two weeks, three weeks ago, Cleveland went – and played Houston, and Amari Cooper had 265 yards receiving and two touchdowns on Christmas Eve. C.J. Stroud did not play in that game, but once again, played defense. I think that Flacco is going to have a pretty good game once again. Amari Cooper, as much as I'd love to see Houston pull off the upset here and win at home, I'm going to have to go with the Browns in this one. And I think that they that spread. And, uh, man. God, that sucks. Yes, it does. It, it does not feel good to, to make that pick, but there we are. Whew. The second matchup Saturday, the Miami Dolphins, who dropped down to the sixth seed after their loss last week, mm. traveled to Kansas City to face the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City's a five-point favorite. This game is on Peacock, so I can already hear the old people complaining, where's the game at? Gage, what do you think about this one? Yeah, like you said, um, in case no one could tell from the the game on Sunday night, this game will be on Peacock. I feel like they've said that several times. (laughs) I was kind of hoping Miami would beat Buffalo. Because I didn't want Pittsburgh to go in against Buffalo. I feel like we have a better chance going against Miami. But yes. what happened? What happened happened. Um, it's gonna be played at Arrowhead. It's gonna be horrible, frigid conditions. I think last I saw, it's supposed to be like nine degrees with a real feel of like negative two or something like that. And I think that's gonna impact this game a lot. Miami's not used to that type of weather, obviously. Playing in Miami, you're not going to be used to snow at all. But the one factor that does come into this is Tyreek Hill. Where was he before Miami? He was in Kansas City. So he at least should still be kind of used to this weather. And if Tua can get it to him, uh, Tyreek's going to go off. But that's going to be the question is, you know, can Tua get it to him? Can he make these throws in the cold when the cold does affect the throwing? And on the run, you know, the running side of things, do they get Mostert back this week? I have no idea. I thought they were going to get him back last week, but man, was I wrong. Um, and, you know, same question goes for Jalen Waddle. You know, he was out last week, which 
I didn't expect. I said on the show here that they're going to have their full weapons last week and win, and that didn't happen. Um, so just because of the questions, because of the weather, if this was played like in an indoor stadium, I would go Miami all day. But because it's not, I'm going to go Kansas City, and I'm not going to take the points. Last week, you know, Miami had a shot to win the game, and Josh Allen didn't even play his best against them. He turned the ball over three times. But Miami just couldn't get anything going against Buffalo. Kansas City had a week off pretty much. Uh, You know, they played – won their game. They played the Chargers, Broncos, one of them teams, I think it was, Chargers. Really didn't matter. They didn't play anybody. They set their starters. Uh, Both teams are kind of, you know, limping into these playoffs, like kind of struggling here a little bit down the stretch. But this game is in Arrowhead, and the the temperatures are going to be really cold. Miami's not used to the cold. Like you said, Tyreek used to play in Kansas City, but he's been getting used to that Miami weather down there. Uh, whether Mostert starts or not, I don't know. A-Chan, you know, he's had a decent game last week, not not great. But Tua has not looked so good the last little bit towards the end of the season. Then again, Patrick Mahomes hasn't either, but they're at home. Give me the Chiefs to win this one. And I think that uh, – I think Miami will cover the spread, though, but the Chiefs will win a close one in Arrowhead in a very cold – game the peacock we move on to sunday's matchups we got a triple header on sunday the first game one o'clock game is not on the peacock but it is on cbs the pittsburgh steelers travel to buffalo to face the buffalo bills buffalo is a 10 point favorite in this one gage what do you think about your steelers in the playoffs Oh, man. All right. So earlier I, I said I was happy. I was excited. I was sad. And this game is exactly why. <laughs> happy to watch Pittsburgh in the playoffs after not being in it last year. And I don't think they were in it the year before. Uh, excited to watch, you know, the NFL playoffs, to watch Pittsburgh be in a playoff game. Sad because this very well could be it. This very well could be the end of the road for the Steelers. They're without their pass rusher, T.J. Watt. So Alex Highsmith is going to have um, his work cut out for him. He'll probably be the one getting double teamed a lot. Um, but they do have good backups behind T.J. Watt. Marcus Golden, uh, Nick Herbig. And Herbig, he didn't get a lot of playing time this year. But he does have, I think, one or two forced fumbles, a couple sacks. Small guy from Wisconsin, just like T.J. Watt. And is very quick-handed, so I think he'll be able to take advantage of that side of the line. Um, really hasn't been good for Josh Allen is his pass blocking. So that could be uh, interesting to watch out for. And also, in the back end of the defense, they get DeMonte KZ back from suspension. Minka Fitzpatrick is trending towards playing this week. And then they also still got Eric Rowe. Ever since Rowe was signed... Um, I believe he was a free agent to the practice squad and has played. He has made big plays, whether it be forced fumbles, whether it be interceptions, tackles for loss. He's done it all, it feels like, every week. 
So I don't know exactly what they're going to do at the safety position. Because then they also got Patrick Peterson. They got to figure out what to do with him. Are you going to put him back at corner where he wasn't really doing the, the best this year? Or are you going to rotate him in at safety? Or are you going to do some sort of hybrid mix um, with multiple safeties on the field? And, you know, you move him back to the corner. You take Levi Wallace out. You know Joey Porter Jr. is going to be on Stephon Diggs. That's the matchup I'm excited for. And also, have you noticed how I haven't said anything about the Steelers' deep, or offense? Because <laughs> there really is nothing. <laughs> Mason Rudolph, um, I saw stats the other day. I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head. But the last three games, Mason has started. He's thrown for a certain amount of yards. I don't remember the amount. He's also thrown for, I think it's like half the amount of touchdowns that Kenny Pickett had all season. And he had no interceptions, which is huge, especially for a guy that hasn't played in forever. Josh Allen on the other side of things, he's turned the ball over quite a bit, especially past couple weeks. I think he has four interceptions in the last three games, um, a fumble or two as well. If they can lock up Stephon Diggs, which you know that's going to be the defensive game plan. Don't let him out of your sight. If they can do that, I think Pittsburgh has a good shot. And there was no way I was coming into this saying Buffalo's going to win. So give me Pittsburgh. Give me the underdogs. Divisional round. Here comes Pittsburgh. Here we go. Oh, man. So last week before the week started, Pittsburgh and Buffalo, neither one knew for sure if they were going to be in the playoffs. Pittsburgh one took care of business. Buffalo still had no, you know, if they lost that game, they weren't making the playoffs. But they end up winning, and they bounce all the way up to the two seed after being on the outside looking in, <laughs> giving them a home game against Pittsburgh. Uh. Man, Josh Allen, like you said, he's turned the ball over the last few weeks. He can be a turnover machine. He can really make some really good plays, and then he makes some head-scratching decisions a lot of times. Like, man, what, what are you doing out there? You know, but in Pittsburgh's defense, if they can get a few turnovers on Josh Allen this week, I like Pittsburgh's chances in this game. Because that's where they're going to win. They're going to end up winning on the defensive side. Because you said offensively, they don't have a whole lot. Although, you know, the running games look pretty good since Mason Rudolph's come in. They look decent. But the defense, man, has been there all year just about. Can they hold Stephon Diggs down a little bit? And can they force some turnovers from Josh Allen? Here's a, here's a stat you may not want to hear, Gage. Oh, no. The Steelers have made the playoffs three times since the start of the 2017 season. They've given up at least 42 points in all three of those games. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't, And without T.J. Watt, I think that's a big missing piece for Pittsburgh this, this, uh, this Sunday. With that being said, I'm going to have to go with Buffalo, man. But I think Pittsburgh covers Oh. I don't think they give up 42 this time. It's going to be closer than what it is. It's going to be nasty weather up there. It's going to be cold. Pittsburgh's used to that, though. But it's going to be a low-scoring defensive battle. Buffalo wins it, though, in a close one. So, 
two other things. This might change your mind. Probably not, but this might. Um, Gabe Davis is trending towards not playing this week after he suffered that PCL strain last week. So they're looking to keep him out, which is going to be huge because who's their number two then? Khalil Shakir? Steelers should have no problem uh, with him. And then also, I was reading reports. I don't know if this is real, fake, if it's going to happen, whatever. That if the weather gets so bad this week, they might move the game to Cleveland. I don't know if you've seen the same stuff, but I, I don't know if that really affects the outcome either. I don't know. No, I, I have not heard that. But uh, uh, with with Gabe Davis isn't available to go, uh, I believe he's already got another number two in uh, Dalton Kincaid. Uh, Josh Allen loves him some Dalton Kincaid. Uh, Dalton Kincaid will, will get about five or six receptions or more every game in the last half of the season. It used to be Dawson Knox, but he's a big Dalton Kincaid guy now. And that's one thing that the Steelers have had a lot of trouble with this year is covering the tight end over the middle. Don't know why it's been such a hard concept, but it has been for what feels like ever. Yeah, and, and with it, that being one of his favorite targets, it's, you know, not a favorable matchup there, but we'll see whether the game's in Buffalo or Cleveland or they played in Detroit one year, I believe, when there was a blizzard in Buffalo. So, I mean, there's an option there too, I guess. <laughs> the uh, next matchup, it's an old school matchup right here. The Green Bay Packers travel to Dallas to face the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas is a seven-point favorite. Gage, Dallas is pretty good at home this year. What do you think about this one? I know the past couple weeks I have been just praising Jordan Love up one side down the next. But this is playoff time. And the Cowboys, they're looking healthy. They're looking healthy. They're looking really good on both sides of the ball. You know, C.D. Lamb, um, Tony Pollard, kind of disappointing this year. Um, I really thought that they would get a lot more out of him. But the way that uh, CD has really come alive since like week five or whatever it was. He could have been the NFL's number one receiver if they had done it consistently since week one. Um, Prescott, I, I know the Cowboys, you know, sometimes choke in the playoffs. I don't think that's going to happen though. Um, Packers, for a couple weeks, they've been without Christian Watson. Jordan Love has still been throwing the ball good. I think this is going to be a really good game. I don't want to go against Jordan Love and the Packers, but I'm going to have to in this one. Give me Dallas and give me the points, especially being in Dallas. So this is uh, Mike McCarthy, the Mike McCarthy Bowl right here. (laughs) Uh, Used to be the the Packers head coach. Uh, Led him to a Super Bowl. And uh, now he's the coach of the Cowboys. And he'll be looking to try to – Send the Packers back to Green Bay with a loss. Dallas has struggled in the playoffs for years now, <laughs> since like the mid nineties. They have not made it to a, a NFC Championship game. They're at home this time, like you said. Jordan Love has played great the last few weeks, especially the second half of the season. You know, young Packers team—they've really come on. Really been fun to watch. C.D. Lamb has really come on 
for most of this season, especially the last few weeks of the year. Uh, he's been unstoppable. I think that'll continue again this week. I think that they will look to C.D. Lamb. He also likes his tight end, too, Jake Ferguson. He gets a lot of targets as well. C.D. Lamb, Jake Ferguson. Like you said, Tony Pollard's been kind of disappointing this year. I guess uh, I don't know if, you know, it's him or it's the game plan or what it is because, uh, you know, he had Zeke Elliott last year, and he looked awesome when, you know, he was filling in for Zeke. But now he's the main guy, and, you know, it's kind of been a little struggle there. Give me Dallas in this one, and I think that Dallas will cover the spread and send the Packers home. The final matchup for Sunday night, the L.A. Rams travel to Detroit to face the Detroit Lions. Detroit's a three-point favorite. This game is on NBC, not Peacock, but NBC. And this could be called the Matthew Stafford Bowl or the Jared Goff Bowl. These two were traded for each other. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? This has to be the game that I am most excited for. Obviously, behind the Steelers game, that doesn't count. As a normal football fan, this is the game I would be most excited about. You have two teams coming in who, offensive-wise, they've been wow. Between Amon Ross St. Brown, Sam Laporta, who, questionable, I don't think he's been ruled out yet. And then um, Josh Reynolds as the other receiver, and then the running game uh, mix up between David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs for the Lions. And then on the Rams side of things, you throw in Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams, and Matthew Stafford, who looks like prime Matthew Stafford. The way he's been uh, throwing the ball, the way he's been running, throwing on the run, it's all been incredible this year. I don't really know which team has the better defense. I think both of them were kind of kind of average this season. Um, the Rams, obviously, you got Aaron Donald, one of the best in the game. Yeah, yeah. But what else do you really have? Uh, I mean, you have uh, – I'm trying to think of other players on our defense. Uh, Akilah Witherspoon, former Steeler. He was awful, but they still have him. Um, and what do the Lions have? They got Brian Branch. I'm pretty sure he's playing this week. And then yeah, they have a middle linebacker whose name I can't think of. But, <laughs> it, you know, Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. That's, okay, yeah, I did forget about him, didn't I? Darn. <laughs> but, you know, besides for that, you don't really have, like, superstars all over the place on either defense. But the way that the Rams have been running the ball recently, ever since Kyron Williams came back, he, I think, cracked the 1,000-yard mark and missed, like, five games this year. That is incredible. You have to average so many yards per game to be able to do that. And then that's why they're so good in the passing game. And I think that's also why they're going to win this week. Give me the Rams here to win the, the Stafford Golf Bowl. I have been like somewhat sort of a Lions, you know, apologist for some of this season. I mean, I feel like I've picked the Lions almost every week, just about. I don't know if it's Dan Campbell or if it's Jared Goff or it's just fun to watch the Lions. But they've been really fun to watch this year. Maybe it's because they've been losers for so long. <laughs> they finally got a team that looks pretty good that I'm like, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll roll with the Lions on this one. 
the Rams are the, the hottest team in the NFL right now. The way that they've been playing, like you said, Stafford is prime Stafford. Uh, Kyron Williams has been a breakout star this year for the Rams. Uh, they, you know, they traded off Cam Akers because, you know, he wasn't doing much anyway, but Kyron Williams just completely blown away whatever Cam Akers was doing. Uh, with that being said, uh, like I said, I, I've, uh, you know, picked the lines quite a bit. I thought we would differ on this pick right here, but I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. I think that the Rams have the better team right now. And they are just on a roll right now. And they go into Detroit, and Matthew Stafford breaks his old team's fans' hearts. And the Rams move on to the next round, and the Lions lose again in the playoffs. It feels like that would be such a Lions thing, to have Stafford for so many years and to not do anything. And then the first time you face him in the playoffs, he, like, blows you out. Yeah. And just send you back, you know, back into misery. <laughs> just a perfect Hollywood ending right there in Detroit. And now we move to Monday night game, which, you know, mm-hmm. ah, these two teams right here. The Philadelphia Eagles, the number five seed, traveled to Tampa Bay to face the NFC South champions, which means a lot. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Philly's a three-point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this Monday night matchup? To say Philly is the number five seed after they started out, what were they, 10-1 and one in the first 11 yeah. games? They were like, oh, yeah, yo, only one loss this season. We're going to take the number one seed. And then you end up losing the division to Dallas and falling to the number five seed and having to play Tampa Bay on a Monday night of – all play or of all teams, all times. This is the game that they put on prime time. Yeah, like, what, exactly. Like what? <laughs> what are we doing? But I. So report earlier today, Jalen Hurts has not thrown the football at all this week since he suffered the finger injury. Why Jalen Hurts really was in there to begin with last week? I don't know. Because you, you had the playoff berth. So it's like, why risk that? But hey, whatever. Him and A.J. Brown have not been on the same page this season. Does that change this week? I don't know. Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers shut out the Carolina Panthers last week. A whopping score of 9-0. to zero. There's been other times this season where we've seen Tampa Bay go against a much better defense and score multiple touchdowns, whether it be passing or running, and tap to that. And they couldn't do anything against the Panthers. It makes me realize that this team, they have no identity. They don't know what they are besides for a 9-8 and eight wild card team. If Cincinnati was in that division, they'd probably be in the playoffs right now over Tampa Bay. That division is just awful. (laughs) So it's like in Philly, you know, the past few weeks, they've won, what, one game? Uh, I know they won on Thanksgiving because it was against the Giants. But then they go out and they lose to the Giants last week. Their defense is awful. But so is Tampa Bay's. So I really don't know what to do here. 
And just for the sake of the Pennsylvania hate and the sake for us having variety, I'm going to take Tampa Bay. Give me the underdogs in this game. Man, so like you said, Hurts has not thrown the ball all week. He's got that hurt finger. On the other side, Baker Mayfield, quarterback for Tampa Bay, he's also been hurt. You know, he's got the ankle issue there. Man, both these teams, one of these teams has been struggling lately. One of these teams has been on a pretty good streak until I went with them back-to-back, and then they lost. And uh, I was like, that's why I picked these bums anyway, right? But uh, the Eagles are, are really limping into the playoffs here. Uh, but I think that they'll find a way to get it together and pull off a victory in Tampa Bay to move on to the next round. Now, once they get to that next round, I don't know about that, but I think they'll have enough to beat Tampa Bay this week in these playoffs. And you mentioned if the Bengals were in the NFC South, they would be in the playoffs. The Bengals had the worst record in the AFC North at nine and eight. <laughs> and the best record in the NFC South is also nine and eight. So it kind of says what kind of divisions those two divisions are right there. I think this was also like the first year, maybe ever, or maybe just in a long time, that a division in football, all four teams finished above 500, and that would be our division, the AFC North. Yep, uh, first time since 1935 when that happened. <laughs> That's incredible, and that tells you yeah. that the North is the best division in the league. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no doubt about it. And, you know, we have to play each other six times a year. I mean, that's, like, kind of not fair. <laughs> I agree. And the worst part is Pittsburgh went 5-1 and one in the division. And they yeah. only ended up with 10 wins. Yeah, and the Bengals went 1-5 and five in yeah. the division. And, and were competitive in every game, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's just uh, – and some of these teams, you know, just sneak in – and get a home playoff game. That's, you know, Tampa Bay. Nine and eight and get a home playoff game. Yeah, cool. I, I was really hoping there was a situation last week that Pittsburgh could have snuck into the sixth seed. I was really hoping that the sixth seed and the seventh seed for the AFC would make it all the way. So this way we could get a home playoff game at Pittsburgh so I could go to it. But I'm not <laughs> traveling anywhere to go see Pittsburgh in a playoff game. <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to Buffalo this week? Absolutely <laughs> not. Not in that projected weather. I'm good. Yeah, you get up there also with Bill's Mafia, and, I mean, you may end up through a table or something. I mean, something crazy. <laughs> I was going to say, they'll, they'll throw me through the table, or I might just say, you know what, I'll do it. I'll just jump through the table myself. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get up there with Bill's Mafia. So, I mean, it's probably better just to yell from the couch and uh, go from there. Yeah, I'll be yelling from my couch, the Steeler jersey, terrible towel waving, and probably annoying the people that live around me. Hey, that's what it's all about in the playoffs, man. <laughs> they got it's playoff. It's playoff time. <laughs> put a sign on the door: "Do not knock." Yeah, <laughs> do not disturb. <laughs> oh man, so uh, yeah, that's a wild card predictions. Be back next week with the divisional round, and hopefully, you know, uh, Baltimore will get upset. You know, that's what I'm hoping for. Ah, man. If Baltimore makes it to the Super Bowl, 
you know we're not going to stop hearing about how great Lamar Jackson is. Tell me about it. I know he's, you know, probably going to win the MVP and this and that. And it's worse, you know, for me with Lamar because he went to Louisville. And, you know, I'm a Kentucky fan. Louisville's a big rival. So I'm like, I can't wait till he leaves Louisville. He leaves Louisville and then he's drafted by the Ravens. I'm like, really? (laughs) We got to do this again? Man, <laughs> and, and worst part is, is you have no idea how long you got to put up with them for here. No, and like last year, like like halfway through the season, you know, he kind of quit on the team a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And he didn't seem like he didn't want to play. So I'm like, okay, I said maybe he's having a falling out, and maybe he'll go play for Denver or somewhere like that. No, he turns around, turns around, and and is an MVP this season. It's like ah, he's going nowhere, is he? Oh. Nice. I, I I hate Lamar. <laughs> like yeah. when, when you know the Red Rocket was in Cincinnati, I uh, of course you know hated him, but not to this level. Yeah. When the Browns were going through their quarterback carousel, hated them all, but they sucked anyway. So I actually liked them, and I wanted them all to stay in Cleveland. Right. <laughs> Baltimore had Joe Flacco, and you just knew those games were going to be good games. So I actually liked him there because it was an entertaining game. Now they have Lamar Jackson, and it's like, dude, d- d- go somewhere else. No one likes you except for Baltimore yeah. fans. Yeah. Please go to L.A. or somewhere like that. Like, yeah, you're talking about the Browns quarterbacks. It's like, yeah, you guys could have kept Deshaun Kaiser. It's okay. It's, it's all right. Uh, been good. <laughs> uh, God, I can't even think of all the names. Deshaun Kaiser. Um, I think Jacoby Brissett was there for a little bit. You could have kept PJ Walker there for all I cared, and it's still, you know, I'd be very happy. Tyrod Taylor was there for a minute. Uh, yeah. Wow. Oh my God, I forgot he was. Whoa. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. That's that's how many they've had, you know. And that's that's not even half. That's not even a quarter of them. Uh, Tim Couch, like, yeah, all of you get in a group here, form a coaching staff, go to Cleveland, please. That would make us so much happier. Yeah. Josh McCown, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, so so I think we've already said which game we're we're looking forward to the most, and it's – I think I'm in agreement with you. With the Rams and the Lions is probably the most – in intriguing and the one I'm most looking forward to, of course, aside from your Pittsburgh game. Yeah, I, I kind of wish they didn't put the Eagles and Bucks as the Monday night game. And they could have, like, switched that out with, like, Packers and Cowboys because at least that game might be entertaining. Meanwhile, Eagles and Bucks, it's like, uh, this game, you, you think about it, it's like, oh, this is going to be so boring. Oh, my God, I, I can't watch this. I, I think that they could have put, like, any other game in that Monday night slot, and it would have been better than the Eagles Buccaneers because that's what we're going to have the big finale of Wild Card Weekend is that game. Uh, no thanks. I mean, I'll watch, <laughs> but you're not giving me much of a choice here. I mean, I would have took this is the least intriguing matchup of the weekend, and it's not just my Buccaneers. Like, <laughs> can this game end in a tie and we just eliminate both teams? And just say, all right, next week, one team gets a bye again. 
it's like the first 11 weeks, like, Philly, you're so fun. You're awesome. And now by the time, you know, by the time playoffs hits, it's like, yeah, it'd be good if you guys can just go ahead and go back home, you know. Just be done with it. And, and you know, for the last 17 weeks, the Buccaneers have been, oh, just go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's, like you said, that's, I don't know why they put that on Monday night, but, uh, hey, it's your choice, ESPN, your ratings, you know, not mine. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, just not looking forward to it, but it is football, and I will be cheering for Tampa Bay because, you know, Pittsburgh hates Philly. And feeling mutual from Philly. So if Pittsburgh loses, I want Philly to lose. If Pittsburgh wins, I want Philly to lose even more so we can rub it in their face. <laughs> well, I totally get it, man. But uh, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Can't wait to watch them. Uh, football three straight days. And uh, it's playoff time, man. It's the best time of the year. Best time of the year, but we go back to that commercial to, you know, soon it'll just be a lonely day in Buffalo, and hopefully that day is Monday. Oh, man, it, it very well could be. <laughs> Defense shows up, that's all you need. Boom. <laughs> man. All right, man, well, good luck to you. Enjoy the game. Have fun. <laughs> and, uh, We'll see how it is. Maybe maybe it'll be a celebration next week for you for divisional round if, matchup. If Pittsburgh wins, I will start off the podcast by singing the the Here We Go uh, Pittsburgh song. And I will love absolutely every minute of it. <laughs> yeah, because Pittsburgh wins, they travel to Baltimore next week. You, you didn't have to say that, put that in my mind. <laughs> did not have to do that. I know we beat them earlier this season with all their starters, but come on. <laughs> hey, we will cross that bridge when we get to it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully we do. <laughs> all right, man. We'll have a good one, and we'll see you next week. All right. See you later.